It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a Friday show. Get ready for the weekend. Hope you are ready for it. I've got a big sports weekend ahead of us with the Cowboys uh, going up against. Uh, uh, I mean, j- based on the record, these are evenly matched teams at three and one against Packers on Sunday. We've got uh, the horror movie trailer uh, game coming up later as uh, we start to transition into full Halloween mode here over the next week or so. Uh, let's start sports. I mentioned Cowboys on uh, Sunday. What else, Brandon, is coming up? Or uh, Well, there was a game last night. Yeah, Thursday night There were a couple football. of games last night. A football and a baseball. Well, you had two baseball games. Yeah. Uh, the National League started their playoff series last night. Um, but, yeah, uh, Thursday night football. Remember when they first kicked it off? The games just were not good because the teams really didn't have enough time to prepare, and it just seemed like, in general, this was going to be a less quality product. The we matchups, for some reason, never seemed all that compelling. But, man, last night's game was good between the Seahawks and the Rams. The Rams had a chance to win it at the end with a field goal, and they missed it by about three inches. Do you know any Seattle fans? I know lots of Seattle because fans. Because you're from Oregon? Yeah. Do you like those co- those uniforms they're wearing? No, they're hideous. Yeah, what is with that? They it's look like, like green highlighters. They're not retro, which some of those can be ugly, but at least they're retro. And they just, yeah, they look like uh, lime green day glow highlighters. Well, remember, they, they go for the color rush uniforms on Thursdays, but... Yeah, that's the wrong color, man. Mm. I don't mind that neon green as like a highlight because that's the color of the eye of the Seahawk logo, oh. which is cool. Like, you know, that, that looks okay. But man, it, to use that as the whole jersey and pant combination, oof, it's too much. What do you think when the uh, when the Steelers do their old-fashioned pinstripe bumblebee jerseys? Nah. I'm you not, don't care for that? I'm not really a big fan of those ones either. <laughs> I am, a, I am a big fan of some of the old school stuff. I do like, like last night you had the Rams going with the the white horns on the helmet. I really like oh. that look. I also liked when, I think the Chargers are back to this consistently now, but back when they would do the throwback powder blue uniforms, I always liked that as well. Um, so I, I like it when they do these kind of vintage uniforms. But yeah, whatever the Seahawks are doing there, man, it's not good. Have the Patriots ever gone back and done that? It's like a guy oh, yeah. with a tricorn hat. Path Patriot, yep. Yeah. They, they they incorporate that from time to time? Yeah, the, the year that they did it a lot was the 50th anniversary of the team, I believe, which was back in 2008 or nine, And that one would pop up quite, frank, uh, quite frequently. I don't think it was th- maybe 35th anniversary. I remember when that Patriots. was their regular their regular theme. Yeah, Steve Grogan. Steve baby. Grogan. Getting mauled by the Chicago Bears in Super Bowl twenty five. Yeah. All right. Uh um, they were not ready for the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> I think it was forty two to three or forty two to ten let's that Super Bowl. Ch- let's check what's going on with entertainment. Joanna, what are we highlighting today in entertainment? A whole bunch of Mangazi things are happening. Robert De Niro's being sued by a former assistant James Franco is being sued for sex, sexual exploitation, and Harvey Weinstein, he lost a motion to move his rape trial out of Manhattan. Yeah, the uh, the one with Robert De Niro's assistant, that was the assistant like two months ago. There was a story that Robert De Niro's company was suing this woman right. uh, for $6 million 
because she had been earning a salary of like three hundred thousand a year, and she had charged something like thirty thousand to Uber. Oh yeah, she had charged. Uh, one day over the uh, course of four days, one time over the course of four days, she watched 55 consecutive episodes of Friends uh-huh. on Netflix and that she had just defrauded the company. Well, I guess now she's coming back and saying, uh, Robert De Niro uh, like was sexually inappropriate with me. And she says she's got a tape. So we'll hear that in Today in Sound, uh, Today in Sound Clips coming up here in just a few minutes. Lisa, how about news? Well, there's a lot of European goods that have just been hit by new 25% tariffs from the U.S., along with 10% tariffs from European-made Airbus planes. So things that are going to be going up in price, that includes French wine, Italian cheese, German coffee, and scotch and whiskey among those what? goods. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So maybe... American. Are the Germans don't... American scotch... <laughs> Yeah, you can buy whiskey. Yeah, I know. You can buy American you can buy whiskey. bourbon, but... Uh-huh. Kentucky bourbon. Are the Germans known for their coffee? I guess... Oh, you can't get any German coffee. I've never heard anybody say, oh, I love me some German coffee. Uh, I like German like Latin automobiles. American. Mm-hmm. I was Latin American coffee, like Costa Rica's Yeah, right or Jamaican. Colombian. Some people like Jamaican, Colombian, Hawaiian. Uh, a lot of coffees grown in the Far East. I heard that they have a coffee shop over there where they sneak up behind you and then they put it in front of you so you did not see it coming. Uh-huh. Nazi coffee? Nazi coffee. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it says 80% of the entire German population above, above the age of 14, wow, drinks coffee. So More than the United States. We'll, we'll have this coming up in today in sound clips in just a second, but uh, Trump was speaking in front of the reporters in the press about the whole soliciting Ukraine to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. And... This is how how out of out of F's Trump is to give. Okay. While he's talking about the Ukrainian thing and denying that it ever happened and calling it a witch hunt, while he's doing that, he asked China to look into the Bidens and find out what kind of shady stuff they were up to in was China. He just hitting up all while, his friends. While he was on the lawn with the yeah. cameras. Holy cow. I, I I wonder if he thinks hey, there's a point where you're so guilty they can't even charge you anymore it's like if you've been accused of murder if you show up with like the blood on your hands and finger like if you're so obviously guilty they'll just throw their hands up either that or he's thinking of you know double jeopardy I was about to say that he's probably like double jeopardy they can't get me I wonder if he thinks if I just admit it out loud that doesn't make it illegal anymore if I just say that I did it out loud but it, it, it was really just I don't know. Sometimes I think whoever's giving Trump his advice is trying to take him down. Sometimes I think Rudy Giuliani <laughs> is like actually a rogue agent, a, a rogue agent for <laughs> never Trumpers, because everything Rudy Giuliani says and does m- makes it seem like, well, that's the worst thing you could have said right now. But Trump as well. Maybe Trump is also like the insider who's trying to take down the presidency because it sure seems like that often enough. All right, for Monday, we're going to have Mount Rushmore, and it's very timely and very topical. You ready? Okay. We've got to come down to only four names by the end of the show Monday for the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. That's right. The Mount Rushmore of Jokers. Now, I know some of you out there are thinking, well, there's only four of them. No, there's, there's at least six. 
that we counted. Yeah, Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix, and Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. What? You're not going to put the one from the card deck in? Just like honor. Put that Joker in? Yeah. He's a joker. Well, if we're gonna go, if we're going that far, then I'm gonna say that Matthew Modine from Full Metal Jacket is definitely because he was Private Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, fine. Throw his name in there. Add him to the list. Well, no, I mean, go ahead and I think we're talking about the the supervillain from Batman comics, Joker. Oh, Who would okay. you include on your Mount Rushmore of that Joker? So uh, we'll have today and over the weekend and most of the day Monday to debate it whittle it down and finally get our final four for the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. Lisa's taking a vacation before too long. <laughs> Going to, uh, I hear it's a beautiful country, Ecuador. Yeah. I hear it's close to the equator. It is. Good for you. It's weird how you figured that out. Is there some kind of travel advisory for Ecuador right now? <laughs> like for U.S. citizens in Ecuador? Oh, no. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, last night I was, because we, we've been trying to pack. First of all, it, we're going to a national park. So there's like no hot water, no Wi-Fi, none of that. Uh, so I've been worrying about packing. But then, yeah, last night I go onto Twitter and it's trending. Ecuador declares a state of emergency. <laughs> for for what? Like political weather um, What's the emergency? So about? it's for it's political. Their um, fuel subsidies just ended in the country, and so a lot of transportation was uh, were upset about this. So they like blocked roads with no. burning tires. And I'm looking. I'm like, well, maybe it's not the city I'm going to. It's like in the capital of Quito. Oh my god! Yeah, that's where you're going. <laughs> that's where my flight's going into. And it says they were blocking flights from entering or leaving the country. <laughs> So yeah, it looks pretty brutal. We're we're gonna be watching the news, and all of a sudden, we can, now we're gonna go to the new leader of the uh, people protesting, and it's like all these people like open up like parting of the Red Sea, and it's Lisa, Lisa. with like face paint on. <laughs> She's gone totally native. Yeah, She's gone totally Colonel Kurtz on us. And I, like, yeah. I asked the girls I'm going with because all of them do like they're super big like uh, into nonprofit work, and so I ask them like, "Hey, girls, is this like a problem?" And one goes, "No, there was like a, a humanitarian." Uh, protest happening when I went to this other country and it was fine like w- there was only one day that we worried we weren't going to get home I'm like wait what <laughs> I'm like, how many countries is this well, what kind of trip to? is this is this like an eco tour it's or? eco yeah it's an eco tour are you going to glamp out in the woods I wish it was glamping no it's like it's it's uh we're going to the Galapagos Islands oh yeah so that's that's where Darwin came up with the theory of evolution. You are correct. <laughs> that's why we're going. No, it's pretty cool because I mean they still got those giant turtles there. Yeah, do they? Yeah, can, can you ride them? No, because when I was a kid, you could ride. It. They had one at a zoo, a Galapagos turtle, which are these huge turtles, and they would let you get on their backs and ride them when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. of course, that was back when you could ride anything. <laughs> Uh, I was like, Rob Lowe actually just got back from a trip to the Galapagos. And so we've all been saying, we're like, we're just going to reenact all of Rob Lowe's photos because he's got a picture of him leaning kind of uh, Jeff Goldblum-esque across the sand surrounded by iguanas. And so that's what we're going for. If we end up going. For our Monday Mount Rushmore, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. If you were to pick one that's like this, definitely, this is the Washington of Jokers. Deck of Cards Joker. Who, no, we're talking oh. about Batman villain Jokers. <laughs> oh. Brandon, who Man. do you who do you just give it to? Heath Ledger? Jeez. Oh, 
It's really kind of unfair to Joaquin Phoenix because we really haven't seen that one yet. But we'll have all day Monday, so. And hopefully people who have seen Joker over the weekend will call the neckline and maybe give their argument to it. I would Tell almost, us if he's yeah, worthy of I think, it. I think Heath Ledger's would, on there, man. The dude won an Academy Award for playing that role. The dude died for that role. He yeah. did. Variety has the listing from best to worst, and they have C's, uh, Heath Ledger as number one. Cesar Romero is number two. Number so, two. Yeah. Yep. And then, mm, I don't know. Jack Nicholson was a really good Joker, man. Wait do till any you of get us, a load of me. Do any of us want to make an argument as to why Jared Leto should be on? Nope. Yeah, I would love to hear that. No, I'm saying, does you anybody... Go right ahead. Uh, I'm not going to. He's very stylish. I mean, he's very... He kind of made it his own, I guess. I right, mean, it was people a very... still dress up as the Jared Leto Joker at Halloween parties. Stop! Very they even name him the Hip Hop Joker. That is. Did he come in last? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jared Leto did. <laughs> yeah. Mark Mark Hamill's animated Joker came out in front of him. Uh, it says here that he's the first Hip Hop Joker with dead eyes and a mouthful of silver capped teeth. Jared and Leto's a great actor. He's the most coldly homicidal. Did you know Jared Leto is the guy who gets beaten to a pulp by Ed Norton in yep. Fight Club? He's the albino. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was supposed to be albino, but his character's name is Angel Face in Fight Club. Did you recently rewatch that movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Solid guess, Joanna. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. And I have an update on the story of the Ukrainian orphan that the parents thought was a six-year-old that turned out to be a 22-year-old. Is she officially a 22-year-old? There's an update. Okay. I've got the update for you here. Uh, The story of the six-year-old Ukrainian orphan who may or may not have actually been a murderous, psychopathic adult has raised many, many questions and a lot of fascination of people who are following this case, such as, where is she now? Well, good news for us, Natalia, the six-year-old six-year-old or I guess now she'd be nine or the 22-year-old who would now be 25. Uh, Good news, they found her. She's living with another family in Indiana who also thought she was a child. According to the Daily Mail, Natalia Barnett, who was adopted from the Ukraine, is living with a Christian couple who consider her their teen daughter. As the tabloid put it, But depending on whom you believe, the bubbly baby-faced youngster is either a 16-year-old girl or a 30-year-old sociopath masquerading as a child. I've got some pictures of the the girl. This is what she looked like when she was adopted originally. I think it was 2013. Would you believe that this is a six-year-old, which is what she passed herself off as? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. If somebody said, hey, this is a six-year-old, I'm not going to sit there and go, eh, you don't look six. Yeah, you're going to be like, no, you're not. Here's another picture. Her family, who had adopted her, ended up moving to Canada to get away from her because, according to the mom, mm-hmm. she would be standing over them with a knife. Or she would say things like, I'm waiting until the time is right. And then I think she also was like pouring co- a bleach into her coffee and things. Like, Do you think that she watched the movie Orphan and was like, yeah, sounds legit. Let's go do it. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not sure of that. You know, because she also has this condition that makes her look much younger and much smaller. Biting knives in our couches. She was talking about she was going to kill family members. It sounds like a scene straight out of a horror film. She poisoned people. She put chemicals on the coffee. In 2010, Christine Barnett and then-husband Michael welcomed Natalia into their home in an emergency adoption. She was from Ukraine and had a rare form of dwarfism. We were told in the medical paperwork that we had that she was six years old. Okay, so she had dwarfism. But they they said she was six, and turns out she was she was twenty two. The couple got in trouble for abandoning a child, and mm-hmm. their argument is we didn't abandon a child because she's not a child. We abandoned an adult, <laughs> and they left her in a motel or an apartment, I guess it was, for which they had paid a year's rent in advance. Well, the latest is the little girl. Uh, either literally or figuratively little girl has been found in the custody of another couple who believe that she was also an underage minor. So did they test her? Like, is she officially 23 or however old she's supposed to be? The scientific results put her in her 20s, mid-20s to mid-30s. Dang. (laughs) So one of those things you just, you know, cut half her leg off and then count the rings and that's how Uh, it feels? I, I don't know. I think maybe... Like, uh, I don't know if the rules for dwarves work the same as fairies. Like, you get them to say their name backwards, and then they have to answer three questions truthfully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure how that works. That's so scary. Okay. Moving on to other stories on today's True Crime Report. A guy in... uh, Memphis got in trouble for lying about being carjacked. What are some of the reasons that people make up a story? Oh, I was carjacked, and it turns out they were making it up because they need to cover up for something. Mm-hmm. You've heard enough of these stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What do you think? He was late for work, hadn't studied for a test. Had an affair. I'm had an affair. It. Yeah. That's always a solid choice. Anthony Thomas of Memphis, Tennessee, called the police on Monday to report uh, he'd been the victim of carjacking. Maybe looking for an insurance scam? Mm. He said he'd been sitting in his car when two guys forced him out of it. The police ran his license plate. And they found this car had actually been towed a few hours before uh, Mr. Thomas claimed it was stolen. And that's when he broke down and admitted that he hadn't been carjacked at all. The car was towed while he was with his mistress and he didn't want his wife to find out about the affair. He was charged with filing a police, a false police report. If you really don't want the information to come out, don't you consider going down and paying it to have it, un, you know, get it out of the tow yard or whatever? Mm-hmm. That seems a lot less complicated. Yeah. Possibly more expensive, I guess, but getting the police involved and then caving, it sounds like almost right away, uh, was not very well thought out either. He's been charged with filing a false police report. Like, if your car gets towed, what is it, a couple hundred bucks? I think like two, three. You go down to the impound lot. Pick it up. There's fees. You pay. You pick it up. You do that. I guess the wife is none the wiser. A 40-year-old woman in Louisiana is facing uh, assault charges and domestic abuse charges after pistol whipping her husband, who she believed was cheating. 
The 40-year-old in northern Louisiana recently grew suspicious that her husband was cheating. Things came to a, a boiling point on Monday when she started pistol whipping. Do you know what pistol whipping is? You take a gun, you smack him. Yeah, you smack him with it. Well, bam! Well, in this case, it was one of her kids' Nerf guns, but that doesn't matter. It's still uh, assault. He says that she accused him of cheating, and they started arguing about it, and then without warning... The wife grabbed one of the plastic Nerf guns and started hitting him in the head. He ran out of the house and she chased him down the street. Police showed up and she was in the driveway still holding on to, <laughs> says there, a Nerf gun in each hand. <laughs> she admitted she had attacked him, but said it was because he was cheating. He ended up with some minor scrapes and cuts. This isn't like another Stacy Dash story, is it? I think that was in Florida. He ended up with some minor scrapes and cuts on a face and arm. Now she's facing charges for domestic battery and child endangerment because their children were home when it happened. All right. Um, we're going to stay right in Louisiana. Louisiana making a run at Florida this All week, right. anyways. Two stories in a row from Louisiana. 50 year old Pamela Landry called police to report that a man she was with, one of her clients, 61-year-old Michael Pratt, demanded a refund. This became a problem for both Ms. Landry and Mr. Pratt because what he wanted a refund were was Hooker. for what he paid for her prostitution services. He had agreed to pay her partially in money and partially in crack. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that is. That's funny. But after they finished up, he was furious and demanded a refund. He claimed she did not provide, quote, services. He wouldn't let her leave the motel room, so she called the police. Who do you think gets arrested in a case like this from what we've heard so far? Oh, everybody. Everybody's going go down. Both? Yeah. Both parties yeah. get arrested? He was arrested for prostitution. And she was arrested for prostitution. Oof. But she also got arrested for possession of drug paraphernalia. Wouldn't he get soliciting a prostitute? Because he, is he prostituting himself? He's arrested. Yeah, it's so, you know a prostitution okay. charge would be. He's the John or whatever. They. It sounds like they were kind of doing a trade. I'll give you some crack, and you give me some of your crack. <sighs> this is the most old Texas man story I've ever read like no story that I've ever read more exemplifies the spirit of being a, an old dude in Texas than this one Dallas police say 72 year old fatally shot a burglar and then went back to sleep <laughs> oh dang <laughs> this guy shot a burglar and then didn't see any reason why it should interrupt a good night's sleep. That's so he just went back to bed. Quintessential. I'm not going to lose sleep over this. Yeah, that's like next level <laughs> chill, man. This is the 72-year-old Dallas man. John Michael Meyer reported a home invasion after finding the man's body. Well, maybe, hold on a second. Is he the guy who shot him? Let me just start at the beginning. A 72-year-old Dallas man fatally shot a suspected burglar outside his home. Authorities say he went back to sleep before calling the police. John Michael Meyer reported a home invasion after finding the man's body early Thursday, according to the arrest warrant affidavit. 
It sounds like John Michael Meyer is the guy who shot the guy, but then it says he discovered his body the next morning. Yeah, right where you left it. His wife also contacted a lawyer to ask for advice before he called 911, the affidavit said. Authorities have charged Meyer, the homeowner, with murder. Meyer told police he saw someone try to break into his storage shed around 5 a.m. after hearing a noise outside. He then grabbed his gun, went out, and yelled that he'd shoot if the person came closer. According to him, the person took several steps toward him, so he fired. As the burglar dropped his pickaxe and ran toward a nearby park. A pickaxe? Like a crazy old prospector came into town to rob this guy's shed? Was it Gus Chiggins? (laughs) I'm just telling you what is in USA Today, man. As the burglar dropped his pickaxe and ran toward a nearby park, Meyer fired another shot in the direction of where he thought the man was running. Investigators wrote the suspected burglar posed no threat or serious bodily injury once he ran off. Allegedly not knowing whether he had shot... Okay, here it comes. Not knowing whether he shot anyone, Meyer told police he went back to bed and went to sleep. Can you imagine if you had a... Like an argument with a neighbor in the middle of the sleep where you just raised your voice for some reason. Keep the music down. Mm -hmm. Most people have trouble getting back to sleep just because you're all worked up. Yeah. This guy (laughs) shot a dude. He's just like, Eh, going going back to bed. (laughs) He got up around 7 a.m. and told police he thought he saw a black bag in the park across the street from his house. It turned out to be the man's body who he had shot the night before. Mr. Meyer, uh, Mr. Meyer's the homeowner again, told a 911 dispatcher he was the victim of a crime and that medical help was needed. And so they sent over uh, help, and it was then that he told the police his story about shooting, uh, not knowing that he hit a guy, and then just calling it a night, going back to bed. All right. Now, is this the kind of thing like the NRA's got his back? Do you think this is the kind of thing where the NRA is going to be like, hey, is good he guy with a gun? Is he white or black? He is white. Oh, yeah. yeah they'll okay. be all over. <laughs> all right. Yeah. They're going to say, hey, the man needed his beauty sleep. Yeah. So. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Today is Friday. It's the 4th of October. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on today. Just to give you a little preview, did you know today's National Taco Day? Yes! I did, and I'm very excited, and I fully expect you to buy us tacos today. I find it weird that we're that Taco Day falls on any day other, other than, than Tuesday. Tuesday. It should be the first Tuesday of the month, because it's just That's confusing to have Taco Day on a Friday. It doesn't alliterate. Yeah, but if you think about it this way, that means this week we technically have two Taco Days. We get Taco Tuesday and National Taco Day. You know the one so thing, So are you though? really going to argue with double tacos? I was. I Not wrote, usually. I wrote a blog up on our website of all the like deals that there are for Taco Day. Uh-huh. I'm noticing it's a lot of the same thing that happened on National Burger Day. Get our app. Sign up for the app. Uh-huh. Get, Join our email list. Use favor is mm-hmm. some of them. It's like, yeah. you've got to do this thing where they then have your information to get a free taco or whatever. Yeah. Well, and check Buzz it out. says, I don't want you to have my email. It's not worth the taco. So just go to Jack in the Box. 99 cents for two tacos. Yeah. And it's glorious. Yeah. Is this over at BuzzAdamShow.com? Yes, it is. Yeah. 
for you to have my info <laughs> and my email and to be able to say is not worth your free taco. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not worth it to me. It's not anyway. a fair trade, man. Uh-huh. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we've got some uh, rankings here of the all-time box office leaders in in the horror genre. And they've got it adjusted for inflation. Then they've got another list that isn't adjusted for inflation, just whichever one made the most money. Not adjusted for inflation, just whichever made the most money is it. The first one from 2017 made $327.5 million. As we, if we're going to go through this list, there's a couple I'm going to call out and say, yeah, I don't know if I consider those horror movies, really. Okay. So let's do the uh, not adjusted for inflation. So they're going to be a lot more. Straight up cash. Yeah, just straight up cash. It's going to be a lot of the newer movies because ticket prices went up. It at number one. Number two, The Sixth Sense is in second place. Not adjusted for inflation. It made $293.5 million. It is a... I mean, yeah, it's got a ghost in it. I mean, spoiler alert, it's a thriller for sure. Yeah, there's some pretty scary scenes. You consider Sixth Sense a horror movie? I mean, it's not a slasher movie. No. What's the definition of horror movie? Scary. Number three is Jaws from 1975. So even... Without adjusting for inflation, Jaws made $260 million. It made over a quarter billion dollars and still number three hmm. on the list. Yeah, I mean, kind of... I, I found a definition here that says that horror movies are unsettling films designed to frighten and panic, cause dread hmm. and alarm, and to invoke our hidden worst fears, often in a terrifying, shocking finale, while captivating and entertaining us at the same time in a cathartic experience. Right. So I would, by that definition, I would say yes, Sixth Sense is a horror Sixth movie. Sixth Sense was a ghost story. There mm-hmm. were some mm-hmm. generally scary moments. There were a couple uh, jump like scares. That one girl's under the table oh, and yeah. throwing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was a great movie, too. So I saw it. <laughs> and, and Lisa saw it, yeah. so that makes it even more special. I think I've only seen three on this list. Number four is Ghostbusters. That one I have trouble considering it a horror movie. From 1984, uh, and this is, remember, not adjusted for inflation. Well, hey. Ghostbusters, $242.2 million. Ooh. Hey, if the definition is to frighten and panic, cause dread and alarm, four-year-old Brandon disagree with you. I was going to say. I saw that in the theater, and it, I was terrified. I think I when saw it was in the theater, I was in high school, and it was a, a comedy. I mean, it had Bill Murray and Dan yeah, Aykroyd. It was a comedy. Can, but you can have a comedy horror movie. Like, Shaun of the Dead, perfect example. Would you put that as a horror movie? Comedy, I say, yeah. I say comedy. Um, but, but you can have two different genres. I wasn't, for one second, scared by anything in Shaun of the Dead. And the same goes for Ghostbusters. I wasn't, for one second, really scared by anything in Ghostbusters. Because you were laughing more than you were scared, you think? Um, like what would you, what would you have been scared of? The librarian, like that. The that librarian. Oh my god, the big dogs! Are you kidding me? No, I didn't scare me. When at she all. opens the fridge, Zool. Oh my god! I don't know. I was afraid of Pee- that Pee Wee's Big Adventure movie. So, 
What the are you? The key master? Are you the gatekeeper? The Marge lady. Tim Burton. Tell Marge, Marge sent you. That wasn't even the scene that I don't. I think really scared me most from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The one where he finds out that his bike has been stolen, and the clown. Remember the the statue of the clown that he had uh, chained his bike to is like laughing at him, and like the weird angles. That for some okay. reason terrified but me the most. It's one thing if it scares a four year old, <laughs> but if you had seen Ghostbusters for the first time when you were sixteen, would you have been scared by Ghostbusters? No, right. I see. I don't think Ghostbusters even belongs on this list. Is a horror movie. Number five is The Exorcist. There's no doubt that oh the original Exorcist God. was a horror movie. It came out in 1973 and made $232.9 million. God, I still remember seeing that in the theater when it was re-released in 2000, I think it was. Keep in mind... And these, the scene when she's crawling down the stairs, upside down oh God, and that backwards. That's the scene oh. they added. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, that gives me chills. So The Exorcist made... Just to give you an idea of what the adjustment for inflation is going to do, it made $232.9 million in 1973, uh, adjusted for inflation. It's in at number two hmm. with $996.5 million. So Behind the, Jaws? <laughs> yeah, behind Jaws, which made over a billion if you adjust for inflation. Number six is It Chapter Two, which made $195.7 million, but it's still in theaters, I think. Number seven is Get Out, which made $176 million. That was a great one. Number eight is Halloween, but not the original Halloween. The remake, the Rob Zombie Halloween, is next on the list with $159 million. I thought that was good. Scary Movie from 2000 made $159 million. See, that I, I consider yeah. that more of like a romp, like a teen romp uh, parody. Almost right. My strong hand. It's really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting. Rob Zombie was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I think it was about a week ago, and he talks about when he was doing the Halloween remakes, and and he said it was it was frustrating because he would get notes from executives, and what would happen is while he's filming whatever movie was number one that weekend all the notes were aligned with what that movie was like and that's exactly what he needs to change and it was every single week that he was getting these notes from the executives and it was just it had to have been so frustrating what do you mean like just the thing that they had seen most recently yeah what, no, no it was whatever was number one at the box office that weekend and whatever that movie did best was all of a sudden what he needed to do with Halloween. Hey, you need to add vampires, but they sparkle. Yeah. Like that? Like just, <laughs> yeah, just weird, weird stuff like that. And he was like, it made no sense. You could tell it was just some executive who lacked creativity, mm-hmm. but felt they were being creative. Number 10 on the list, not adjusted for inflation, is a movie that I had to strain real hard to even remember what it was. Number 10 was What Lies Beneath from 2000. Oh, huh. isn't that the one Harrison, with the Ford? Harrison Ford? Yeah. No lie, and, I cannot finish that movie. What? What is so it about? damn boring. Movie I don't know. I cannot it, get through it. it. There's a lot of tension, but you don't even know it's a horror movie till the end. He gets dragged under the water. Yeah. Or whatever, right? Is he what lies beneath? Uh-uh. No, it's the dead there's uh, a girl he killed. There's like an affair or something. Yeah. Right? Oh, spoiler wait, wait, wait. Joanna, you can't finish it because it's boring or it's too scary? It's boring. Boring. Right. Oh. I, that's no, my, I, I think it's I, boring I as well. That's a, but when you get to the end, whew, that's good. Just fast forward to the end. Was Just Mich- know that ultimately was Michelle Pfeiffer in that? Yes. Yeah, Pfeiffer? So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what lies beneath is number I think ten. It's on Hulu right now. I'll try to finish it. Now, just, I'm telling you, just go to like the last 45 minutes. Now, well. there are a lot of movies that make the list if you adjust for inflation. So these are movies that didn't crack the top ten, but if you adjust for inflation, they are on the top ten. Jaws is number one, mm-hmm. and oh, nothing man. even is really close to Jaws, which made 1.15 billion dollars if Ooh. you adjust for inflation, and it was the first summer blockbuster. And I consider that a horror movie because people were legitimately scared to get, get in the water. I and I'm not just talking about the mm-hmm. ocean. I remember the kids pool. being afraid to get in the lake because <laughs> oh. of Jaws. I yeah, was that's, how, of the pool. that's how you see the, the footage. I think it's a, um, on Lake Travis in Austin where there's oh, the water so park. Oh, that's so messed up. And they show the movie and you're hanging out in the lake. lake Travis, like on, you know, inner tubes. I'm like, uh-uh. There are going to be sharks in Lake Travis. Oh, I no, but there's still fish and things. Can you imagine you're just sitting there floating in your tube and then a fish swims through your feet? Oh, you're just going to freak Not out. Not even a fish. What if you just get some random kid who decides they're going to swim underneath everybody and like just graze by your feet? I'm a genius idea on their part. Good number, job, Austin. Number two, uh, we're talking about horror movies that made the most money, and we've now we're doing adjusted for inflation. The Exorcist almost made a billion dollars in 1973. So adjusted for inflation, Exorcist made 996.5 million dollars. Still remember the Saturday Night <sighs> Live bit where they spoofed it, and it's the chick going, "Your your mother so sucks that smell." Did they spoof it like in the seventies, oh, or was it in was it in the nineties or two thousand? It was back then. Back it was then. like in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the so sucks that smell. I I saw The Exorcist when I was a teenager, but not in the theater. It was on home video, and that used to be a real thing to do. Is you would gather with friends and and rent a movie. Yeah, it was a new technology. So I'm and over. One of the worst feelings was when you would see the movie that you wanted, and then you would look behind it. And there was no tape there. So there were like 15 of us kids over at Lee Mathis's because he lived in a little house that was detached from his grandparents' house. Was it the last house on the left? So we watched watched The Exorcist and everybody was leaving. Everybody was freaked out. (laughs) Like freaked out. And I'm the last one. I'm like, all right, Lee, see you later. He's like, hey, you want to stay over tonight? (laughs) (laughs) And were you like, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, Ghostbusters, according to this, adjusted for inflation, is the third highest grossing horror movie of all time. And I, once again, I, I just don't consider Ghostbusters a horror movie. But adjusted to 2019 dollars, Ghostbusters made 641.3 million. Uh, let me just go down the rest of the list here. Six Cents is on there at number four. Number five is Gremlins. Yeah, I don't know if I consider Gremlins a horror movie. No, I would I would put it up there as a horror movie because it's the intent was to scare you. Yeah, yeah but Ghostbusters were... intent was to make you laugh. I don't know the Gremlins, which were the ones you were the things you were horror. <laughs> <laughs> after seeing after seeing the commercials for Gremlins, Furbies came out. I'm like, oh, that's a hard pass. No, but the Furbies look like the Mogli- Mogwai. Mogwai. The Mogwais Mogwai. were cute and adorable. You weren't supposed to be scared by the Mogwai. Do you I was who scared voiced? by them all. Gizmo. Was it Mercedes McCambridge? It was Howie Mandel. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Even the gremlins were, like, the gremlins would smoke cigars and put on sunglasses and stuff. Like, even Uh the gremlins were cute. Was that in the original one? I thought I, I, I know, that I know was they the original. Turned, I know they turned the second one more really, silly. Yeah, really comedic. That one was funny. I liked it. Okay, that one. so the movie that was number one, not adjusted for 
inflation was it. And it only comes in number six when you adjust for inflation. The the uh, which came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Jaws 2 made enough money. Mm. Adjusted for inflation to be at number seven. Followed by the Amityville Horror, the 1979 one, not the remake with Ryan Reynolds. Number nine is Alien uh, nice. from 1979. And number okay. 10 is Scary Movie from 2000. So, you know, it's a little different if you just for inflation. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, let's head on into our news. Lisa is standing by to bring us our news for this Friday morning. And with our news headlines, here is Lisa Sanchez. Good morning, Lisa. Well, good morning. Did you forget who it was? (laughs) Well, I would not have forgotten, but sometimes there's this annoying voice that comes into my head and only I can hear it, apparently, and it just kind of throws me off. Your inner monologue or what? Uh, Lisa, what's happening in the news today? that on air off no, no that, was, that was in our head we did <laughs> all right a virginia doctor you guys this is serious all right a virginia doctor who never met a patient he didn't prescribe opioids has been sentenced to 40 years in prison wait well literally he never met a patient that he didn't prescribe opioids to what if the patient didn't want opioids here's an opioid just in <laughs> you're case. getting them <laughs> You'll take them and you'll like them. Well, they had they had doctors like that in Florida. That was their sole purpose. Like you that just was, went to a regular doctor or a pharmacy or got a prescription, and you went to this doctor, and he was going to get you opioids. Yeah, he was th- the opioid. That doctor. was, and you just you showed up with any kind of an ailment, and you know, my knee hurts. He would basically just kind of look at it and go, okay, and then they would give you this prescription, and just you would walk out with massive amounts of pills. All right, so this guy got got in trouble for that. Yes, he did. Prosecutors say that Dr. Joel Smithers, 36 years old, prescribed more than 500,000. Smithers? Yes. That's not the Simpsons character. He's Dr. Nick Riviera. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He he did more than 500,000 doses of opioids in less than two years at his practice in Martinsville. Population, 13,000 before it was raided by federal agents in 2017. It was convicted in May of more than 800 counts of illegally distributing opioids, including fentanyl and oxycodone. Uh, Drug Enforcement Administration Special Agent Jesse Fong said that Smithers hid behind his white doctor's coat as a large-scale drug dealer. Authorities say many of the patients either abused the drugs or sold them for profit. The drugs he prescribed killed a woman in West Virginia. Authorities say Wait, was this where he was operating out of? No, he was in, I guess, regular Virginia. Uh, Patients would travel. People would come to the city. Right, okay. They would travel to his clinic from Virginia, Kentucky, West Virginia, Ohio, Tennessee, sometimes waiting up to 12 hours. He was like a one-man Dollywood. Yeah. He often kept the clinic open past midnight, didn't accept insurance, but took in more than $700,000 in cash and credit card payments. He's a married father of five. He argued that he had been duped by his patients, and he trusted people that shouldn't have been trusted. Uh, yeah yeah i should never have trusted patients coming to see as such a shady doctor as myself at midnight (laughs) (laughs) all right 16 year old environmental activist greta thunberg she's coming to iowa today to strike with uh, with students climate protesting Uh, it was thunberg who inspired an iowa city middle school student to start the local climate strikes in the spring of 2016 Thunberg is coming to the Iowa City after addressing the UN's Climate Action Summit in New York City, where she condemned world leaders for not addressing climate change. 
The next sentencing in the college admissions scandal is happening today. We're going to be seeing Augustine Hunis Jr., a Napa Valley, California winemaker, facing the judge. He's pled guilty in May to conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest service mail fraud. He admitted to paying $50,000 to Rick Singer, the mastermind of a nationwide college admissions conspiracy to engineer an SAT cheating scheme. He also agreed to pay $250,000 to try and get his daughter accepted into USC as a water polo recruit. On Thursday, a prominent New York attorney, Gordon Kaplan, was sentenced to one month in prison for his participation in the scandal. He is now the fourth parent to be sentenced, and he will report to prison on November 6th. Do you think if the kid had ever showed up like the water polo practice, they, do they even have to show up? Or do they show up and go, hey, I'm here to play water polio. And they're like, you're good. Just keep going. <laughs> Why don't you just go to class instead? All right. Senator Bernie Sanders, his wife, Jane Sanders, she says that he's doing well after undergoing a heart procedure. The Dem- Democratic presidential candidate, he is resting up in a hospital in Las Vegas right now. He was diagnosed with a clogged artery, had two stents installed into his heart. Speaking to reporters outside the hospital on Thursday, Mrs. Sanders confirmed that he is doing a lot better now. So Bernie Sanders, he's planning on participating in the fourth Democratic debate. It's in less than two weeks following his heart surgery. Senator, a senior aide for Bernie Sanders and his campaign, says his plans haven't changed and he will be at that debate on October 15th. Members of the House Intelligence Committee are scheduled to interview Michael Atkinson, the Inspector General of the Intelligence Committee, whose office handled the whistleblower complaint concerning President Donald Trump's call to the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. The White House last week released a summary of the call, revealing that the president asked Zelensky to investigate political rival Joe Biden while withholding hundreds of millions of dollars in military aid. Committee Chairman Adam Schiff said on Wednesday that lawmakers will ask Atkinson about the efforts that were made to corroborate that complaint, which we now know that the inspector general found credible and urgent. The meeting is coming after text messages between Kurt Volker, then Trump's yeah. special envoy for, envoy for Ukraine, and other U.S. diplomats were released by House Democrats leading an impeachment inquiry. They painted a picture of American foreign policy decisions being driven by Trump's domestic political concerns. On his way to Florida on Thursday morning, President Trump stopped to talk to reporters on the South Lawn. One of them asked the president what exactly in the whistleblower's complaint did he find inaccurate, considering his previous allegations. And the president, um, he didn't give any specifics on that. Was that in the same gaggle where he then asked China for help getting dirt on Joe Biden? Uh, I'm not sure if that was the same moment. Maybe, probably. This is pretty incredible that he's He's denying that he did anything wrong. And yesterday, he just out and asked China to give him some dirt on uh, the Bidens. Maybe the thinking is, hey, if I do it in front of everybody, that means I didn't try and hide anything. I think if you like admit that you killed somebody and you want to kill somebody again and you do it in front of the cameras, that doesn't make it okay to do. What do you mean? That's not what Double Jeopardy is? <laughs> He's like, mm, no. I swear to God, this is so messed up, and it makes Trump look so guilty. I sometimes believe that like Rudy Giuliani is secretly trying to bring down Trump because the advice and the stuff he's doing is so bad and just so damning. And at the end of this, he's going to get the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe that what Rudy Giuliani, the job he's doing for Trump, it's hard to believe that he is doing that to try to help Trump. 
because I mean sometimes I go is he a real lawyer <laughs> <laughs> just I'm asking for a friend I just was wondering sometimes it even seems like Trump is the one trying to get Trump out of office <laughs> He's like, this job sucks. I don't get any so of the it, perks. It, some of the Volker like text messages are basically like, hey, just let them know that as soon as they, you know, uh, get the stuff on, you know, look into the Biden stuff, the president is going to have a meeting with them or the president plans on. Uh, one of them was an ambassador. They're talking to and it was, hey, what am I going to do about this half a billion dollars? of aid that's held up well just let the ukrainian president know (laughs) that once he convinces trump he's going to do something about this biden stuff and then he'll get his money so it's like hannity and uh these other traders have been saying for a few days well there's no there's no quid pro quo there's no quid pro quo this is a quid pro quo the stuff that's in these texts and then Trump just does it in front of all the reporters hey china you know what do you got on the bidens for me He's like, I got this for you. <laughs> All right. While President Trump is facing an impeachment inquiry in the House, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi gave an exclusive interview with ABC's George Stephanopoulos, who asked her if the impeachment inquiry ended up strengthening the president's standing in the 2020 election from her office on Capitol Hill. Pelosi said the outcome of next year's presidential election is relevant to this, is irrelevant to this inquiry. But having said that, she says a second term, it's not, it's not going to be good for the U.S. Joaquin Phoenix plays a failed Gotham City comedian who descends into madness in the dark psychological thriller Joker. Opening in theaters nationwide today, co-written and directed by Todd Phillips from the Hangover trilogy, not Todd Haynes. The movie on the surface recounts the story of the supervillain who became Batman's arch nemesis. But underneath, it's an exploration of empathy and the personal impact of a, set of a society devoid of it. The critical and social media buzz over the Joker, it has been largely positive, but there have been questions about security and the potential for violence happening at the theaters. We, we're up against a break, so I want to take this break. I know these stories uh, are going to take more than a couple of seconds to get through. So okay. uh, there's like these tariffs now going on a bunch of European goods. Yes. Uh, it, it's going to hit you if you're into, you know, very, very, some of these items. Drinking. People, yeah, drinking, for instance. Fine cheeses, I guess. Oh, that's really actually going to hurt me. <laughs> we'll come back with the rest of the news here in just a few moments. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Here is what is going on. We're going to get back into news. Lisa's got a couple of more stories that we're going to get into. Steve Kramer is here, and he's brought this badass guitar, which you can see on the Mo Show camera right now over on Facebook, so... That is a Millennium Falcon uh, guitar. And already people are asking where they get one of those. (laughs) You you built this thing, Kramer? I built it myself. Wow. My very first guitar. And uh, you could get rich just just making those if you had the material. Well, I actually uh, it's sort of turned into a little uh, side business for me. Cool. uh, Everybody started asking me if I could. Like I started getting people like like rock musicians like pretty well-known ones uh-huh. reaching out want to know because they didn't know if, if, if it would play or not and I, so i put uh together a video of i i'd seen something uh similar on i think etsy 
and they wanted something like ten grand for it. Yeah, and so I don't know if that's yeah. and there's there's don't even even look as good as mine because like mine I like I antiqued it and I I gutted it and I put like a bunch of um, lights. Yeah, the lights look really cool in the back. Yeah, so here like headlights, lights in the back. I put a light uh, in the cockpit. I put like a, a red. <laughs> that's very cool. Uh, you know when your hyperdrive doesn't work, and yeah. I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. I've never built a guitar before. I've never done anything with like electronics as far as like lights. I had to learn about like volts and watts and resistors and everything but I, flux capacitors <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong movie franchise but uh hyperdrive systems you can see it on the, miles per hour you can see it on the uh the studio cam at facebook that's buzz adam show on facebook and the body of the guitar is the millennium falcon Yep. And you said, Steve, that that is one of the toys from the 1970s. Yeah, well, it was on my bucket list of uh, things that I wanted to do. At some point in my life, I, w- I wanted to build a um, Millennium Falcon guitar. And uh, the problem was that the, the the toys are like anywhere from 400 to $700 right now. I mean, they're just going to go up because they only made so many. And I was uh, one day I was on the uh, looking up, you know, on offer up. And somebody had one listed. He was like, "Man, I gotta get at least twenty dollars for this." And I was like, "Okay, twenty dollars, twenty dollars." You're like, "So I figured this was bad. the time to uh, to build it." <clears throat> All right, it took me about three weeks, and it plays and everything, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I play. I use it in my in my show. Oh, I would never leave. I'd, I'd never take that out of the house, much less travel with it. I'd be too worried about something happening to it. Can you hear it? Uh, you could. Here, hold on. Let me get a little bit up a little more. Here we go. Very cool. Yeah, it's All right. fun. Well, we're going to leave the camera on Steve's guitar for a little bit, and Lisa had to wrap up some uh, news, some ends to tie up, and then we've got the 80s horror trailer game to give away some tickets. Uh, Lisa, what else is going on in the news today? All right, French wine, Italian cheeses, German coffee. Apparently, Germans are known for their coffee. I've researched this after we've been talking about it. And Scotch whiskey are among the European goods hit by a new 25% tariff from the U.S., along with 10% tariffs on European-made Airbus planes. The move comes after the World Trade Organization ruled the U.S. could impose levies on $7.5 billion of European Union imports over the bloc's illegal subsidization of Airbus. The ruling, which threatens to escalate the transatlantic trade tensions, it marks a record award for the trade body and concludes a 15-year battle between Airbus and Boeing. And finally, on Thursday, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, they have filed a complaint against Judge Kemp with the Texas State Agency after she hugged Amber Geiger and gave her a Bible at the conclusion of her of the murder trial. So on Wednesday, former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger, she was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the murder of Botham Jean. The foundation says they are working to protect the constitutional principle of separation between state and church. They believe Judge Kemp's actions, quote, overstepped judicial authority were inappropriate and were unconstitutional. Uh, if you did see it, there was a moment uh, earlier this week where they sentenced this former Dallas police officer for shooting the... Did you follow the story, Steve? I, yes, I Shot did. Shot yes. the guy who was in his apartment and she was confused and thought it was her apartment. Anyway, the guy's brother asked to give her a hug. The judge allowed it. Then afterwards, the judge hugged uh, 
the the woman Amber Geiger who's going to prison and gave her a Bible. So everybody thought, wow, that was really beautiful. That's a good lesson for for everybody to see. He, here are some of the people angry. People who are against religion being in the public view in any way. It's like inappropriate. It's like, you know, this seems like it's between two people to me. You right. Know? right. So anyway, the I, separation mention, of religion, people yeah. think that it's wrong for a judge to, to give anybody a Bible. Uh, then there are people who think that it's a judge going too easy on somebody who got a slap on the wrist to begin with. Like there are some people who are like, you know, she should have got a more serious thing and this is an insult to all you know the people who are victims of police violence and I don't know maybe there's some other people that are upset about mm-hmm. it I'm, I mean I haven't heard from but I bet the KKK doesn't like it because there are blacks involved so it, it doesn't really come, I mean it does to me kind of come as a surprise that people are actually going to be oh how dare you give this woman a bible and a hug who's going to do 10 years probably turn out to be more like 5 years probably in jail yeah. I don't know it doesn't like it doesn't matter to me the fact that the most look if she didn't want the Bible, she could say, "Yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't want your Bible." Exactly. That, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't want your hug. It's, it's not, it seems like it's between those two to me. I also think it was kind of a, a respect thing for the brother because the brother said, "Like, I hope you turn to Jesus, and you know, I hope you let God into your heart." And so the judge went and said, "Hey, I I have a Bible in my office. Let me go. I'm going to get it for her." And he gave it to her. So yeah, she could have not accepted it if she didn't want it, but you know kind of what the brother wanted at the time. If the exact same thing would have happened, but instead of a Bible, it would have been an iPhone, like I would have been Googling iPhone. <laughs> like, what is this thing so powerful that this brother can like, you know, give this woman a hug after she, you yeah. know, killed her his brother. Right. All right, we've got contestants. Brandon, since we were talking about like spook houses around Halloween. Yeah. We used to send Fernie through just because Fernie was so... High strung. It oh, was really I was hilarious. out there with him one time, and you could hear the, him shrieking over everything else. He still does that, we, by the way. I, you know, we have somebody on the show that is very high strung, <laughs> and his name is Nico and Jimmy. Really? And you should know this more than anything else. Nico just confided in me off the air that he is he does not like those things. Really? And, mm-hmm. Have you ever gone through one before, Nico? I do not like them. I do not like them, Sam. I am. <laughs> we've got to. We've got to force Nico to go through it. We do because Brandon. You can find these online. Brandon's got a lot of videos of him just lurking and scaring Nico in a non-haunted house setting. He doesn't even videotape them anymore. He just right. scares he me just for does fun. It. Yeah, it's on. It's on our YouTube channel. And I've. Developed- what if we did that? Like we put five dollar bills throughout the haunted house. Oh, that would be. Worth and it. Nico, like you, just tell him, look, there is thirty dollars worth of five dollar bills through the house you have to go through to get them i'm not even lying though i've developed a weird twitch or like some ptsd from it right buzz like you saw me like i i mean i don't want to take anything away from people who who suffer ptsd but by the medical definition you definitely have ptsd from (laughs) (laughs) scaring you in the hallway um we've got manny on the line hey manny good morning buzz good morning manny we're gonna play the 80s horror trailer game I'm glad you're here, Steve. You know you know Pablo real well. Yes. So Pablo Francisco used to do this thing about the movie announcer guy. Yep. yep. That bit really doesn't work for anybody under 30 because movie trailers changed. You don't right. have the guy. A house on the street, you know. Yeah. In a world. But that used to be how all the trailers were. Yep. Does, does Pablo still do that bit? Because... He does. Somebody should tell him nobody under 30, maybe 35... 
gets that at all because trailers don't really have announcers anymore. But it's they just okay. lay out the action. But it's okay because he's he's doing current okay. people like Casey Kasem. <laughs> well, as long as he's on top of the ball, <laughs> like that. No, no, but he does. But people still not understand that he does still do new uh, some of the new people and everything. But uh, for, for whatever reason, the movie guy does still work with Pablo. Um, I get it. I grew up in the eighties. Manny, we're going to play a trailer from the 80s with the movie voice guy. I've taken out anything that might really tip it off. You just have to identify the movie correctly. All right, Manny, are you ready? Listen closely. The kids don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one will survive. Let me ask my experts, Brandon and Joanna, do you could you are you, you know, confident I, that you know that movie? I had an idea early on. I'm not so sure. I, yeah, at the beginning I thought I knew what it was, but it took a left turn Let, there. Let's just hear the I be- thought I knew it too, and be- then hear I the don't beginning know again. Not the whole thing, just the beginning. The kids don't know it yet. But something is coming. To- All right, Manny. What is your guess? What is that? Uh, what eighties horror movie is that? The trailer for? You know what? I am completely lost, so I'm just going to take a random shot in the dark, and I'm going to go ahead. I know I'm probably wrong. I'm going to go with the The Shining. Is it The Shining? No, it uh. is not. But it was good that you at least took a took a guess. It could have been. All right. Thanks, Manny. All right. Not The Shining. Let's try uh, Turi. Hi, Turi. Arturo. I, I don't think you know Hello? what you're saying. Are you there? Yes. Did you hear the uh, movie trailer? No, I did not. All right. Listen carefully. I'll play it again. I had to cut out a couple of things that kind of give it away. Like, you know, there are a few names and things in there. It's like, well, that can't be in there. They'll get it too easy. The kids don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one will survive. Oh, I think I know. Dory, do you think you know what it is? Yes. What is it? Is it? Is it it? Is it it? No. Oh. That's what I thought it was too. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. The very beginning when I heard it. What the original? The, the original it? Yeah, that was a TV movie. It wouldn't have had a movie trailer. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah would have a commercial promotion. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the Skype, and if it's that. Just wait, wait, wait. Like Hold on. Up. I also think I know it. Okay. You think you know it? That'd be a first. <laughs> yes, Joanna knows it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for trying, Tristan. Joanna, I shall as well write you real quick. <laughs> Somebody in the chat, Ian, says... This segment has me anxious with all these people guessing wrong. <laughs> obvious movies. I don't know. I tried to make them not so obvious, but I'll, I'll tell you this: I didn't do any obscure movies. They're all they're all well known movies. Yeah, the original It was a like a four night mini series on ABC. 
Uh, let's come back. We'll have some more. Don't answer in the chat. Don't answer in the <sighs> chat. Let me take one more call. Mine was my third guess. Uh, let's go with caller number three, and this is Christian. Hi, Christian. How you doing, Liz? Christian, have you heard the uh, trailer? Do you know what it is? I have, yes. Okay, what is uh, your guess? I'm going to take, take a guess. I'm going to say Poltergeist. Is it Poltergeist? It is not Poltergeist. Thanks for trying, Christian. Christian. All right. Now, when we come back, we got to get an answer. Don't answer the chat. I sound like Brandon, don't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lower the hammer. In my world. I'm going to hammer you. Don't answer in the chat. All right. Let's take Don't a break. Answer in the chat. We'll come back. Hopefully get a correct answer. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Let's try a couple more contestants. Coming up next, to give it a shot, we've got Philip. I think. Hi, Philip. Hi. Hi, Philip. I'm going to play the uh, trailer one more time uh, just for All people right. joining us here. This is how they used to do trailers before the movies back in the 80s. And I would back say through the mid, day. like through the ninth. I, I don't know when they exchanged, but at some point they decided, you know what? We're not going to have the deep voice announcer guy. You know that guy? Of course. Don yeah. LaFontaine. Or Pablo Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> the kids don't know it yet. But something is coming to get them. There's something out there. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one will survive. All right, so, Philip, can you identify the movie? Would it be Stranger Things? Is it Stranger Things, a show that first aired on Netflix two, three years ago? It is not. All right, thank you. All right, thanks for trying. Okay, this is bro. The, we said movie. This is the <laughs> this is the eighties movie trailer game. Mm. Not TV show. I love how you were about. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I love how you were nice about it. You're all. Is it Stranger Things that aired two you years ago? Nice. Is it Lauren and Marty? <laughs> Well, I thought we would come back from the break and people would like go online. Like people would use online to figure it out. I didn't think we'd have, we'd come back and have somebody wrong. And I didn't think we'd have somebody guess that wrong about what it actually is. (laughs) Is it Wizard of Oz? (laughs) Is it (laughs) Scooby-Doo? We've got uh, Sophia. We're going to see if Sophia can tell us. Uh, What is the movie trailer that we're playing here? Sophia. Um, no, and Sophia, you got to turn your radio down. That's very important. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, is it uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Is. Have we been listening to Nightmare on Elm Street? Let's check in and find out. From Wes Craven, director of The Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, I got it. Woo! We're happy for you, too. I've got the brains. (laughs) I saw that in the theater. I I think it came out, like, in 84, and that was when I... I had nightmares that night when that came out. That was a great one. Hold on, Sophie. Okay. All right, I'm going to put you on hold for a second. Now we've got... Oh, we could... I've got another contest. If you want to get a caller number... uh, I'll make it 10, I guess. 
at 844-305-6210. I, I Ever, did not uh, think this contest would be as difficult as it turned out to be. That's a little shocking. Well, I edit out things like if it if it names the director or none of the actors in that one were really famous. but Johnny Depp. Yeah, you could have confused him by letting Johnny Depp be... Uh, <laughs> Included in that. Some of the people's comments, like some of the people who didn't call in, it's like, I give up. After that last caller, I give up on all humanity. <laughs> I mean, same. People are still guessing in the chat. Don't guess in the chat. <laughs> Please don't solve the contest in the chat. We have talked about this. Also, turn your phone down before you go on the radio. <laughs> no, not your phone. Turn your radio down. You don't have to turn your phone down. Turn your, now you got me confused. Turn your radio down before we go on the air. You a horror fan, Steve? I know you're a sci-fi fan. Are you a horror fan? Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. All right. I think we've got... Oh, we're waiting. You know, Everybody hung the, up because they thought the contest was over. Yeah, I guess. You know, this was the perfect year to watch the, all the Treehouse of Horrors from The Simpsons. Why is that? Because if you started one on October 1st, you could watch one every single day. Since this is, uh, I believe, season 31 of The Simpsons, you could watch one Halloween special every single day. I'm still a Simpsons fan. I know there are some people who are like, oh, The Simpsons have been funny since season I'm getting season, back whatever. into it. I watched this Sunday's episode. I will, I will say this. I used to look forward to the Treehouse of Horror episodes, and now it's like I dread them because yeah. they, like, they're not that. The Halloween episodes are definitely not. If you want to make good. a real scary Simpsons episode, have Bart walk in on his parents while they're having sex. Ah. Oh, they say my name, say my name. March. You had me confused there for a second because I thought you were talking about Bart Reed. <laughs> All right, we've got Arturo. Hi, Arturo. Hi. Arturo, I'm gonna. We're, we got to start from the beginning again. This is a different movie. This is a different trailer. Uh, okay. It is from the '80s. I'm. I'm not doing obscure movies. I'm doing like movies that were pretty big box office hits, and uh, they're horror movies. So listen carefully. Here you go. Okay. Ready, Arturo? Here you yes. Go. I have seen the future of horror. His name is beyond any terror you have imagined. A nightmare. Unlike anything you have witnessed, is born. Because within these walls, the unholy is unleashed. All right, there we go. Can you tell from that what the 80s horror movie is? I was a lot of, I was like really staticky, but I want to say Jason. Is it Jason? Brandon, do you want to do the honors? Honors of what? Telling him that it's not Jason and that there was never a movie <laughs> called Jason. I didn't know if you were going to give him credit for. No, there's, there was, it's not. It's not Friday. I love how he's laughing too, though. <laughs> it's not Jason. Also, there wasn't a movie called Jason. But it's not that one either. Uh, let's see. Ed is next. Hi, Ed. Hello. Did you hear the last trailer? 
Uh, I heard parts of it. It, it. it was pretty staticky. It shouldn't be staticky. There's no reason it should hmm. be staticky. It's uh, maybe but it's it like is. the. It's got music and and like screaming in the background, but it's just the. the Play trailer. it again. Play it again. All right, I don't think it's staticky. See, I think you're hearing that. That's like creepy sound effects, but that's the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's not static. I have seen the future of horror. His name is beyond any terror you have imagined. A nightmare. No. Unlike anything you have witnessed, is born. Because within these walls, the unholy is unleashed. How did that sound? It sounded better this time, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but I'm going to say Hellraiser. Let's find out if you are wrong by listening to clip two. Hellraiser. We'll tear your soul apart. There you go. No, you got it. It's good to take a guess. I had to clip out the part, so it's like, I have seen the face of horror, the new face of horror. His name is Clive Barker, and that was a quote from Stephen King, and, you know, this is a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we got a winner there. Um, Who are we talking to again? Ed. (laughs) 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 There's so many things going on. No, no, Ed, hold on a second. We got some tickets for the Haunted House for you. All right, thank you. All right, hang on just a second. Uh, we're probably up against another break, but I could I could do an, I got another game, or we could save do it for it later. Back. Man, yeah, do you want to do it when we come back? This hard? Is it hard? Mm. Like I do, I did try to take things away that would just be cold giveaways. Yeah, like too obvious. Yeah, I like. I think scary movies from the '30s would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just silence. You like what? <laughs> Joanna, you like what? Oh, I like this. It's like following the clues. <laughs> How are you doing? Are you figuring them out quickly? or No, or? I didn't get to hear this one, last one because I was on the phone. I only got to hear the end. Right. Tear your soul yeah. apart. All right, here's the uh, telephone number, 844-305-6210. We've only got one more uh, for today. So once again, that is 844-305-6210. And uh, we've got some callers. Yeah, we've already got callers lined up. But if you want to call in, you know, they may not get it right. And we may still have a chance for you to win. But I think the thing about making Nico go through the haunted house has definitely got to happen. Because he is, he's kind of skittish. Nico's a little high strung. Like already. I, he already has those bulging, scary eyes right know, now. Right. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. He's like, too. hard no. <laughs> They're not bulging. They're a little bulging. They're a little bulging right now. They're, they're a little... You know. Well, that's why I eat sandwiches. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back. We got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Let's, uh, let's do our final contestant, uh, our final contest of the 80s movie trailer game. Boy... It really reminds me of how different trailers were when you would go to the movies. Every trailer would have a guy, 
and it's usually the same guy basically laying out for you what it's about. Yeah. You know, they might mention who the stars are, who the director is. They don't do that anymore. It's like the they just show clips from the movie. They don't have an announcer telling you what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Let's uh, go with our next contestant. Am I right that it's Joseph? Joanna? Is that the right call to go with? I'm sorry, what is was it that? Jos- <laughs> is it Joseph yes, that I'm going with? Hi, Joseph. Hello. <laughs> all right, it's an all-new... So nobody's heard this. Brandon, remind your people. Don't answer in the chat. Don't answer in the chat. You can't win. <laughs> and Brandon gets mad. And now I do too. <laughs> I never got mad before, but for some reason I am. <laughs> I'm rubbing off. All right, Joseph, here's uh, here's our new trailer. You got to identify the movie at the end. All right. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it with their three children and something more. They're here. is revealed. What is it? Its focus is clear. And the games are over. All right, before you give your answer, I think I made that one a little too easy. Like I left yeah, it a I, couple. I knew what it was from the beginning. And the music is kind of identifiable. Yeah. I think that yeah, might have been a John. That might have been John Williams. Who, oh, I'm, once again, I'm, he hasn't made his guess yet. Yeah, maybe he's wrong. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, it, <laughs> maybe he's on your side. Yeah, maybe you never yeah. know. He doesn't. He doesn't sound like he doubts himself very much, Joseph. <laughs> All right, Joseph. What do you think the movie trailer is? It's Poltergeist. Is it Poltergeist? Let's go back to the audio and find out. <laughs> Poltergeist. It knows what scares you. Yeah, so the the music, I think, like, if you're really into horror music, that, that was a John Williams track, and Steven Spielberg produced this movie. Well, that or the, they're, they're here. here is one of the most famous li- yeah. one lines yeah. in horror movie history. So you kind of lucked out there, Joseph. You got the easiest <laughs> one of the day, I'll say. But nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I did. I The others were much is. tougher than this. All right, but Joseph, we can't fault you for that. You did a great job. Hold on, and we'll get those tickets out to you, okay? All right, thank you. All right, thanks, Joseph. Spielberg produced it. Toby Hooper directed it, and he's the guy who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah. Right. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre was known for being a real low budget. Yeah. The first one, anyway, was super low budget, and this was a huge budget. You know, Spielberg was attached to it at the height of his powers. They thought, if he can, if he can do this with a low budget, imagine what he could do yeah. with a large budget. And it was a good movie, I thought. Poltergeist was good. Did they ever remake Poltergeist? Uh, I can't remember. I don't. Yes. Yeah, they did. Oh, they did. It was, it did. Just redid it a couple of years yeah, ago, I believe. And I heard it was not, not good. good. It must not have been great because I can't remember two years later whether they remade Poltergeist or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We've got a Monday morning Mount Rushmore that we will finalize on Monday. It's the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. And I specifically mean uh, the Batman villain, Joker. And you may think, well, that's all of them. Uh Uh-uh, there's more than four Jokers. A couple of them aren't going to make the cut. 
who do you leave off? Heath Ledger won an Academy Award for his Joker. Jack Nicholson. That's great. You know, let's don't forget it was great. I haven't seen the new Joaquin Phoenix movie, but everybody's talking about it. Maybe he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of Jokers. Cesar Romero. If you'll if you if you watch the old Batman, you'll notice that Joker has a mustache. It's because Cesar Romero agreed to play the role, but he refused to shave his mustache to be the Joker. Mm-hmm. So the Joker just has makeup over the mustache. <laughs> over the mustache. He's like, this is me. I feel like Henry Cavill could have taken a page out of that book for Superman. It's been like, hey guys, I'll play Superman, but I'm keeping the mustache. So let's see if we got a a comprehensive list of everybody who's played the Joker that'll be under consideration, Brandon. Well, you've got, obviously, you just said Cesar Romero. You've got Jack Nicholson, who played it in the Michael Keaton Batman. You've got Heath Ledger, who played it in The Dark Knight. You've that's got, my that's my Washington right there. Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for a superhero movie. And remember, people were completely bent out of shape when he was cast in that role. Like, they thought that it was absolutely awful. He What's this died. pretty boy hunk going to do? He died for that role, man. So you've got him, you've got the Jared Leto version, you've also got the new Joaquin Phoenix version, and then you also have Mark Hamill as the uh, um, cartoon Joker. And if you want to throw in some other ones, I know that um, John DiMaggio, he's the voice of uh, characters like Bender, like he's one of those really famous voiceover actors. He too has also voiced New York the Joker Yankees as well. great Joe DiMaggio did cartoon... John carto- DiMaggio. Oh, the Yankee Clipper did cartoon voices? Okay. All right, how about this one? How about Gwyn Payne? This is going to blow your mind. This is actor Conrad Veidt from a 1928 movie about a man whose face is disfigured into a permanent rictus grin. Uh. He was the inspiration for the character of the Joker in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen oh, this, okay. this guy before? I mm-hmm. haven't. The Man Who Laughs. The, yeah. The movie mm-hmm. was called The Man Who Laughs. I mean, he was kind of the inspiration. Should we even put him under consideration? I mean, he no. was inspiration. He was an inspiration. He wasn't the actual Joker. Maybe he, he was the fight. actual Joker, though. I mean, you know, one way of looking Batman. at it. There's also Cameron Monaghan. He played Joker in uh, the Gotham TV series. How about... Uh, oh, you, when I think of Gotham, I picture the guy that I think is Joker, but he's actually the Penguin. You know the the guy who played Penguin on Gotham? Mm-hmm. The skinny guy. Whose name I always forget. He was really good, though. He was great. Well, this is going to be... At least, I think it should be easier than Greatest Rock Guitarist of all time, because... Well, the field, you know, is, the field is smaller, but that might make it more difficult. I think... I have a My field. gut's telling me Jared Leto's Joker... That's going to be... Because you know how you said that Heath Ledger's, no matter what, you're George Washington. Like, he's going to be on there no matter what. I got a feeling for a lot of people with Jared Leto Joker, it's like, yeah, we can leave him off. I would love to hear people make a strong argument in favor of Jared Leto, or Leto, as you say. That's a popular costume. I see I see Jared Leto Jokers every mm-hmm. Halloween with I mean, the tattoo would, of the smile on his face. Right. Which you hold, I, oh, I yeah. see it all the time, man. Yeah. I mean, if, if people want to call up and give their argument for that, absolutely, because a counter argument's always best. Oh, I got a question for you. So Harley Quinn is coming back in Birds of Prey to Suicide Squad 2. 
Is the Joker going to be in that at all? Is Jared Leto's Joker going to be in that? One of the whole points, I believe, of Birds of Prey is she's breaking away from the Joker. They've broken up. She says it. In the trailer. Yeah. You know, of all the problems with Suicide Squad, I didn't think Jared Leto's Joker was one of the biggest problems. No, I didn't think it was terrible. (laughs) They're treating it like it was an abomination. Yes, I don't think it was absolutely terrible. I just, uh, yeah, I don't think we got to see him enough. The movie was terrible. The movie was terrible. Yeah, we didn't get to see enough of him, I think, in that role, and that was part of the problem. I kind of liked him, but I also feel like I would have need to see more of him, more than, I don't know, what the five minutes he was on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't enough to make a good I don't know decision. if this is an argument for or against Jared Leto, but, you know, he was doing things like really disturbed pranks, like mailing people dead rats, like cast members dead rats as part uh, of his method oh, of being the... Okay. Do you remember those stories? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his behavior was very unhinged and it was part of his method. Oh, yeah. He sent the girl who played Carly Quinn a rat. Margot Robbie? Yeah. I mean, so... At least he took it serious. <laughs> I, I mean, aesthetically, it looks like a cool Joker. Mm-hmm. But he's got like silver teeth, like his teeth are capped or something. Mm-hmm. And like the sure. tattoos, the slicked hair. Yeah. You know. It could have been a great Joker if he'd been have. given something better to work with. But they're treating it like the, oh, it was the Joker. That was the problem with Suicide Squad. No, it was everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like he got blamed for it. They're like, you ruined it. It's like, no, no, no. No, no. All of you ruined it. (laughs) That was a group effort. But that's the thing is it's got a decent cast behind it that was in Suicide Squad. But that's like a lot of the DC movies, you know, they they were cast fairly well. They just were really, really bad. It, it almost seemed like no one person knew everything that was going to go on in the movie until they had the premiere. Like, like nobody had a vision overall yeah, it's like, of what it was going to be. I worked on these be. five minutes, but the next five was him over there. I can't wait to see what he did. <laughs> so we'll have that uh, Monday, but over the weekend, if you want to, you can leave a message on the toll-free neckline. We definitely take your opinions into account. I think we've been swayed before on some of them so who should be on the Mount Rushmore of Jokers toll free neckline is 844-805-NECK that's 844-805-6325 or you can call us Monday we won't make up our minds until you know pretty eight much o- 8 o'clock right probably. around 9 o'clock yeah, right before 9 o'clock uh, mountain time you guys gonna go watch it yeah I'm gonna see it like My daughter wants to see it, even though you're being told not to take children. There's a story Alamo he put out. He literally called that, her and said, Hey, so, because he goes, Where do you want to see it at? And she goes, I don't know. And he goes, Well, I've, Alamo put out this thing about taking kids, so I don't want to be judged. Let's the, go to the other one. <laughs> here, here's, here's the story Alamo Draft House clearly does not want you bringing your kids to see Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Uh, the Elmo Draft House posted a message on Facebook saying, quote, parental warning, this is not a joke. Joker is rated R, and for good reason. There's lots of very, very rough language, brutal violence, and overall bad vibes. It's a gritty, dark, and realistic taxi driver-esque depiction of one man's descent into madness. It's not for kids, and they won't like it anyway. There's no Batman. Well, you don't know my kid because she really wants to go see it. And she asked me, 
well, which theater are we going to? And I know that means she wants to go see it at Alamo. And I said, that's when I told her, well, Alamo is kind of basically shaming parents and I don't want to be judged. <laughs> so can we go see it someplace else? So you go to the oh, flicks. <laughs> I'll go to flicks. The other movie that's out today is Lucy in the Sky. And I don't know if you've seen previews about that or know anything about it. Is she, no, what is that? Does she have diamonds? Natalie Portman plays an astronaut struggling with her grip on reality when she returns to Earth. What they're saying, Ooh. though, is that this is a barely fictionalized account of the real life astronaut who stalked oh, the other guy okay. uh-huh. and traveled across the well, country. Oh, in a diaper, right? Yeah, she wore a diaper so she wouldn't have to stop to go to the bathroom because she went over and she was going to kidnap the girlfriend? I think so. I can't believe I'm forgetting this. Well, whatever it was, it's getting terrible uh. reviews. It says here Natalie Portman plays an astronaut uh, struggling with her grip on reality when she returns to Earth after experiencing how small her troubles are in the vastness of space. Ooh, John Hamm is in it. John Hamm is in it, and so is Nick Offerman. Ooh, Joanna, that's good for you. There's a whole thing in in the paper in today's El Paso Times that's about, is this just a... Actually, the story of, I think it was Kim Nowak was the name of the astronaut. And she was like a legit, she'd gone up on a space shuttle and gone to the International Space Station, I think, and everything. And then she uh, got involved with this other astronaut. Lisa Marie Nowak. Lisa Marie Nowak. Yeah, as an American formal naval flight officer and NASA astronaut. Did she receive, uh, because she had duct tape and all this stuff, and she had a very elaborate plan. She was going to kidnap the other woman. I guess they were both the other woman. She packed latex gloves, a black wig, a BB pistol, and ammunition, pepper spray, a hooded tan trench coat, a two-pound drilling hammer, black gloves, rubber tubing, plastic garbage bags, approximately $585 in cash, her computer, an eight-inch Gerber folding knife, and several other items before driving the 900 miles to Florida. Well, police indicated that she was wearing maximum absorbency garments. She later denied that she was wearing them. Did she ever get a sentence of anything or what what came of that case? Uh, Well, on the Wikipedia here, it says that um, she was released on $15,500 bail under the condition that she wear a GPS tracking device and not contact Shipman, you know, the other lady. Um... However, before she could be released, Orlando police charged Nowak with attempted first-degree murder and announced she would not be released on bail. Her lawyer alleged that police and prosecutors, unhappy that Nowak had been granted bail, pressed more serious charges solely to keep her confined to jail. In the second arraignment, Nowak was charged with attempted first-degree murder with a deadly weapon for which the judge raised the bail by $10,000. Was she going to murder the other woman or kidnap the other woman because she they took a BB pistol? Murder. I thought the thing was she wanted the woman to think it was a real gun and she was going to kidnap her. I don't remember the part that she had planned to kill her. Ooh. Anyway, this whole Natalie Portman movie, Supposed some to be people alive. think that it's just a fictional, you know, a, a barely changed version of, that, of this uh, Noack woman story. She apparently uh, separated from the U.S. Navy with an other-than-honorable discharge, is what it's called, and that her rank was reduced from captain to commander. I'm not seeing anything about jail time in here, though. Well, she's still been to space. (laughs) (laughs) She's still been to space, and none of us have. So So you're saying she's still winning. (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
Lisa, today, as we talked about, is National Taco Day, and oh, you've got yeah. a post up. I guess there are a lot of places that are making deals for uh, tacos, but yes. most of them involve you giving, you know, buying, getting their app or Except signing up for, for local spots. So I've had some really great restaurants that have hit me up on social media. Oh, yeah. To Share say, those by all means. Yeah. That said, hey, we're also having a National Taco Day special. Can you add us in there? And I said, absolutely. So there's a lot of local places that are doing uh, like $2 tacos or $1 tacos. So Dia de los Pescados is doing one. Uh, Cantina Malalam is doing one. Uh, also Rainbow Tortas and Rainbow Fountain they also have a deal going on so you can head on over there and look at all the different deals they have available Taco Cabana actually has a pretty good one too what's theirs? theirs is you get tacos for a dollar but most places it's like limit one they have limit three so uh-huh. you can get three different tacos and I think you just the coupon is available like right there on their social media pages so you can just show it to them and get that deal I went through Taco Cabana this morning. All right, so I'm going to tell you what I got. Mm-hmm. Do a price is right. Oh my I gosh, it was you, very you didn't expensive. know? What? You could have gotten tacos for $3 for a dollar each. I got two steak fajita tacos. Okay. I asked for some guacamole and some sour cream. Apparently they charge for that. Whoa. <laughs> and then because we talked about it yesterday, I got nachos and queso for, for breakfast. <laughs> I, I saw that too. <laughs> oh, it looked good. How much do you think that cost altogether? Okay, say it one more time. So two tacos. Two, two steak fajita tacos. Okay, two steak. The guacamole and the sour cream. <laughs> and chips and queso. A regular order of chips and queso. Tell me if this doesn't seem like 15? it's... 15? Yeah, it was real close. It was fourteen eighty five. Yeah. For, for one person, <laughs> that just seems really high. Well, you just I go through Jack in the Box and it's like a dollar for you a taco, a, man. A it's a dollar for two tacos. Too. You got a pricey food. You got the steak tacos, which yeah. is already enough, like six I said like two, three bucks for that. And then for the guacamole and the sour cream, that's 50 cents each. So throw an extra dollar on uh, that. I wish I'd saved my receipt. I, I think it's more than that. Yeah. And then the order of the nachos. The guacamole, I think it's two bucks for a yeah. little and then you said the you said the nachos, and I'm like, well, you said a full order or something. And it's got to be like seven, eight bucks. So yeah, seven, eight bucks each. So like fifteen. Of just the bucks. chips and queso, seven dollars. You for said a, you got a full order. I got a regular order. And yeah, that's like four bucks maybe. I don't know. It came out to fourteen eighty five by the time it was done. And were you shooketh when they told you your total? No, because I've done it before, <laughs> and it's that every time. <laughs> A lot of these taco deals at the chains are like like Jack in the Box. Sign up for Jack in the Box E-Club and get two free tacos with any purchase. That's a dollar, man, to sign up for E-Club. Yeah. None of this is worth it for me to sign up for something where I'm going to be on a mailer. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, some like Long John Silver's, that one you get a free uh, taco with any purchase. I'm not getting tacos at Long John Silver. <laughs> uh, Just like I'm not ordering any fish. Well, from Long John Silver's, but from Taco Bell was the point I was going to... I wouldn't yeah. order it from Long John Silver's uh, On the east side, um, 1810 Taqueria, they have dollar um, pastor tacos that you can get. Uh, yes. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Rainbow Fountain and Rainbow Torta, uh, they have a deal that they're doing for them where you can get a free lemonade uh, with theirs. Ah, uh, yeah. I ate there for the first time the other day, and it was delicious. Oh, yeah, that place is great. I've never been there before. Really? My friend from the gym owns it, apparently. He goes, yeah, come to my restaurant and try it. I go, okay. And all these people kept messaging me, you've never been to Rainbow? I'm like, 
Well, people. I've never been to Rainbow Tortas. It's delicious. I got a oh, friend named, are so good. I've got a friend named Raymond Orta, which sounds like Rainbow <laughs> Torta. But <laughs> next time Raymond comes in, I'm just oh going to call him Rainbow Torta <laughs> and see how see how long it takes before he realizes. <laughs> Better yet, he's going to go eat there. <laughs> Plans this weekend, guys. Let's hear him. Shout him out. Um, I'm going to see Joker this weekend. I'm, I'm thinking about oh, it. Cool, cool, cool. That's definitely part of my plans. Are you guys keeping up on American Horror Story this season at all? I haven't no, watched the most recent not. one, but that's the that's the only one I'm behind on. I don't think this. I'm not going to do anything that's a real spoiler here, but this is the one that's supposed to be the theme is a 1980s slasher movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really reminiscent of like Friday the Thirteenth because it's at a some like a summer day camp. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a mashup of a bunch of different tropes, I guess, from horror movies, but. After the second episode, like in the second episode, there's something like a. Uh, this may be a pretty obscure movie, although it had Chris Hemsworth in it. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, so there's a thing going on where it's like, okay, there, there's a, there's a there's cabin, a cabin? In the woods slash Black Mirror, something where they're in a virtual reality, I think, or something. Oh, that may make you want to watch it more, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because like the this hiker. Again, there's only been three episodes. I don't consider this much of a spoiler. This hiker, who's a ghost, runs up on Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, and Richard Ramirez pulls out his knife. He goes, oh, no, no, I don't die here. And then Richard Ramirez just kills him anyway. And then the same guy pops up like five minutes later like it's a NPC in a, in a video game. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's been good, though. It's been You've seen that much, man, haven't you, Brandon? Yeah. But, man, I'm telling you, like, American Horror Story, it can be just like, it, it sets up so many really good plot lines and, and it then, doesn't tie them together yeah and then I can, just maybe it's a gigantic <laughs> homage to Stephen King it's like here are a bunch of really good ideas that fall apart by the end of the book maybe there'll be a, some sort of psychedelic turtle yeah. oh I'm so glad they avoided that and the uh, the prepubescent orgy that happened in the actual <laughs> hit no, novel <laughs> being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time the Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing, you and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4LAW your first call after an accident. Chuck Ruman, the people's injury lawyer.